Hello, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. My name is Trisha Copeland, author and host of this show. Today, I have P.M. Hernandez as a guest author. I'm so excited to talk to her about her book. Her most recent release is Fire and Frost, Whitewood Journal's Volume 3. It's the finale. So listen in as I talk to P.M. Hernandez. Hi, PM. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm awesome. For my listeners and watchers, I am here today with PM Hernandez. She is a YA fiction author in several genres, which super impressed to hear all about. Have a little backstory with PM. I met her. I think we were both newbie authors. Was that the first con you went to? Uh, Utopia Con. Yeah. Utopiacon. Yes. And I think... 2015? Yes, I think it was 2015. And that was, I just published my book. It was the first con I went, ever went to. I was like t- terrified, I think, of talking to anyone. And I see you sitting by yourself and I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to her. Anxiety is real. <laughs> Especially for introverted authors, I think. It is. It's like, oh, it's a bunch of people who don't want to talk to humans. Let's put them all together. And somehow we work it out, though. Somehow, somehow. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're just going to jump right in. I'm excited for everyone to hear all about your books. So tell me, what genres do you write in? And if you want to give us like some short snippets about your series and your books. Mm, excellent. So I never write about the real world. <laughs> I think that's the best way to explain my genre. <laughs> so um it's uh it's fantasy paranormal science fiction I I joke it is actually the real world I don't think at least so far I haven't created any um true fantasy worlds but um so it is the real world but it's obviously magic aliens and that sort of thing um YA young adult so far um a touch of new adult I would say in a couple of books, um, particularly my science fiction series. And then in um, a short story I did for an anthology, definitely new adult college age people, a little more intense um, subject matter. Fine. And I've read at least one book from every one of your series. I think I've I've read all you, I have read all your books. I've read all your books now. Anyway, I'm, I'm excited to jump in and hear where they're going to go. How did you start writing or why did you start writing? I honestly can't remember a time where I wasn't writing. Um, even when I was very little, I remember, um, I guess now they would call it fan fiction, but I remember, and this is going to date me, so everybody will know just how old I am. But I remember seeing uh, the movie Xanadu with Olivia Newton-John, and I was just like, I loved it. It just like sparked something in me. And I literally wrote fan fiction for that on a typewriter. <laughs> but even before then, I um, we had an assignment where in middle school, I want to say, they told us, well, you can write a book. Um, and we'll put it in the library. And I was just thrilled by that. And I wrote some children's book about a teddy bear and I even illustrated it myself. And I was so proud of the fact that it was in, in our school library. I doubt it's there now, but, um, 
it was just I, I something I've always done and something I've always enjoyed. So I can't remember a start to it. That is super cool. It's so different from my journey. I hated writing for the first like 20 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm polar opposite. So yeah, so it's it's to me, you know, it's it's something I'm always doing in my head, even that's how I go to sleep at night. I tell myself stories. So <laughs> It's a weird place in my head. No, yeah, I, I do that too as well. Every everything I'm doing, I I'm cooking up my alternate universes. Right, exactly. So you know, I mean, one of the the most to me notable of my books, the inspirations I had was I travel. At least I did <laughs> pre-pandemic for my uh, day job, and um, I got to visit Geneva, Switzerland, which to me was exciting because in high school I read Frankenstein <laughs> by Mary Shelley and she wrote that um, in a time they called it the summer with no sun I guess it was like a really rainy summer it's a bunch of creative artistic types in this um, house on Lake Geneva and they told each other ghost stories and that's how she came up with Frankenstein that's how the story goes and so I remember seeing Lake Geneva and thinking wow you know this is where the magic happened and and that just really sparked my thought of well what if Frankenstein's monster was a teenage girl and Frankenstein was the father, you know, so it's, it's always something that's playing in my head, you know, what if. <laughs> that's very interesting because that dark, that book is, it, okay, the name of the book is Bright and Dark, correctly, correct? Uh, it's, uh, I, have, I have dark, I have dark and bright. Dark and bright, sorry. Close. So, <laughs> no worries, no worries, but yeah, that's um, my, my Frankenstein story. That's so funny because it's such a tech heavy book that I wouldn't have thought, I mean, Frankenstein seems so old school, but it's a little bit. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, it was, was, you know, for then it's, it's viewed as one of the first kind of, you know, science fiction horror, horror stories and, you know, written by a woman. So, you know, really cool. Um, and, and I'm assuming, I don't think I'm not an expert on Mary Shelley, but she had no, you know, medical background. So you can make it up. <laughs> so, that's the that's great thing the about science part. fiction. You can just make it up. You've written dystopian, you know, you can make it up. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I read a lot of books and I never read the back blurb. I'm like, oh, this looks good. Or if I know an author and I know I already like their book, I'm just going to pick up the book. So it took me like three, four, I had no idea how the book was going to turn out. Like it completely surprised me. I was like, oh, I did not see that coming at all. So I was completely surprised. I had no idea it was going to be that. So Well, good. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I do like the stories, you know, and that's how I am as a as a reader too. Like, I love those stories where you pick them up and you know what you're getting, right? It's like ordering your favorite meal from your favorite restaurant. I know this author, you know, maybe they have like a method that they kind of follow and you're getting different characters and places, but you know what you're going to get. But then I also love those times when you pick up a book and you're like, I don't know where the heck this is going, you know, and and you get completely surprised, you know, which to me is always like finding something really good at the, uh, at, at, at the, um, the local thrift shop, you know, you're just like, oh look, I found some treasure in all of this, you know, donated sweaters. <laughs> yeah, that is a definite plus. So tell me what the follow-up to that one is. 
Uh, the follow-up is Darkening Night. So um, this series is a little different in that it starts off with uh, this gentleman, this character here, um, but the but the characters from the other from the first book, they get kind of pulled in. So it's it overlaps. They're not separate stories; they're continuations. But you find out that the bad things that are happening in book one are happening on a much larger scale. So yeah, than I we, love that we previously pulled, knew. So. Yeah, I love how you pulled those stories in, and I thought it was great to add in those characters. And yeah, I love both of those books. So complete fan, two thumbs up. Thank you. The third book is being written as we speak so awesome. we're not not literally you know but um, <laughs> yeah so, so um, yeah so hoping to uh, finish out that series uh next year fine and just three book series just three i like to do three um it's it's a nice you know kind of round number for me um i have done uh for a couple of these like for the my my other science fiction series earthborn I have finished writing that. It's in the editing process. And um, that one's going to have a short story at the end. <laughs> yes, Earthborn, which I particularly love just because there are a lot of um, smart mouth characters that reflect <laughs> different sides of me or of people that I know. Um, I really love that. I do try to bring a little something in um, of people that I know that I really admire or like. Um, you know, for my Gargoyle series, Flesh and Stone, the Whitewood Journals. Um, I don't want to do spoilers, but, you know, she has a grandfather. And in the in the last book, which was just per, uh, just uh, published recently, um, there's a lot of quotes from her grandpa. And they're all quotes that my grandmother said. <laughs> so <laughs> I like to kind of do that to, to uh, you know, pay respects to people in my life that just I really admire I really love that's a neat story I love her grandfather character and I don't know how I missed it but I have to go grab that finisher <laughs> to the gargoyle story because I'd never read gargoyles before I read your gargoyle story so. there weren't there weren't a lot but now there's a lot so that's good mm -hmm. that's good I like that all the gargoyle stories um I love to recommend books and and that are you know kind of touch on my passions I love gargoyles and a lot of that came from architecture you know and the idea that gargoyles are meant to be protectors you know um, we put them on churches to scare away the bad things um, and so that's where that kind of thought came from like and then the gargoyles cartoon I mean come on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your first book was awesome and Flesh and Stone with the Gargoyles book. The second one I mm -hmm. loved as well. And I thought you brought some really unique and creative characters into that one that I didn't I didn't see where that one was going to go either. And then, yeah, and then your Earthborn, which is more of a sci-fi alien yep. series. Um, tell us more about that one. So that one is a story of um, Addie. Adelaide and um, she thinks that she's just a typical, you know, high school student as they all think right they all think they're typical high school students, how could they possibly think that. Um, but she comes to find out that she's half alien and that um, aliens from the home planet are coming to get her and there are kind of conspiracies within conspiracies, they think things are one thing one way and it's actually another way so yeah. 
yeah, I, I love both of those books in that series as well. So everybody is just going to know that I'm just loving on you everywhere. So. Thank you. And another thing I love, you're pretty much a TikTok queen in my eyes. So like kudos I'm, for that woman. I'm a newbie to that. I'm a newbie to that. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where social media is, um, it can be a blessing and a curse, right? And I took a break from a lot of social media earlier this year. I think like a lot of people, um, you know, who already had struggled with anxiety or depression. And then the last year is just really amped that up or people who didn't have problems. It's really brought it to the forefront. And for me, social media was a huge part of that. <clears throat> so I completely left Twitter. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do that anymore. Uh, because really it brings out, you know, I start, I start getting in these kind of, you know, doom scrolling is what I call it. So I left Twitter and I really focused on Instagram and I felt like a lot of people, I think my age, TikTok is not for me, you know, it's for young people. <laughs> but the book talk community is so wonderful and supportive. And I encourage anybody even if you're shy and you don't want to post things, you know, go on there and follow some people um, who are really showing love for books and, and just sharing that joy. It really is. And don't do the doom scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I get anxious about reading social media as well. So I just turn them off when I, yeah, when I get in that place. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good to take a break. <laughs> But, you know, you're not supposed to say we're getting old because you just have to come over to my theory that we're vampires and we're, we're not, ne we never get any older. So. I'm Gen X. We're going to live forever. <laughs> it's, it's all that, uh, you know, all those uh, struggle meals of, you know, like saltines with butter on them or salt. My favorite was saltines with stra strawberry jam. And then you sit in front of MTV, you know, they played music videos back then <laughs> back in my day <laughs> you, know, so, you know so you just sit there just watching your videos and eating your saltines with with jam on them and that was your afternoon but we'll live forever so oh yeah all the preservatives we should be getting. exactly the twinkies i consumed i'll live forever <laughs> awesome Okay, we're getting off cue here. So I want, do you want to make sure I get to all of my questions because you had super fun answers here. Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite questions to always ask my authors. What is your favorite character in one of your books? So right now, <laughs> right now it's Jackson from Earthborn. Uh, so the latest book is Verseborn. That's the second book. Um, and he is the the male main character's best friend um and he's just a part-time player but um he's foul-mouthed and <laughs> i'm foul-mouthed um and he's he's a he's a bit of a, a man whore and but he's kind of he's in the third book he meets somebody that makes him want to change his ways and maybe look at life differently um and maybe have more quality over quantity when it comes to his love life and he actually spoke to me so strongly that he has a short story at the end of the final book um, told from his perspective and I think it's just a lovely way to put a bow on on his character 
Um, I don't think he would warrant a, a book, but he's definitely somebody who's in my mind. And he's just such a big character who's just out there to kind of tell people and knock them on the head, you know, you're being foolish, <laughs> you know? like go this way. So despite being kind of a mess in his own life, um, he is a very good guide to his friend, uh, Brock and to, um, Brock's love interest in the main character, Addie. Um, and also in the course of the, of the series, he learns some very, you know, disturbing truths about his own family, which he thought was so, um, perfect and kind of stable and it really wasn't. So he's having to deal with a lot of things. Um, and so, and so thus the kind of introspection into how he wants to live his life. Yeah, I was struggling to remember whether Jackson was the main character in Earthworm <laughs> or, but Brock is the main yeah, character. Yeah, Brock's the main character. Jackson sort of is coming his best back friend. now. Yeah. That's so cool. It's, and characters... it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So <laughs> it has been a little, a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but it's so cool when characters like kind of develop themselves, right? I mean, his, his voice is very strong. <laughs> Sometimes a little too strong, but he's, he's just, um, and I, and I, you know, when I look at, um, at my books, I think for most of them, I always have that one character who's there to kind of lighten the mood, um, and sometimes be a thorn in the side, but in a, in a nice way, you know, <laughs> to kind of spur people on, um, and Jackson is one of those, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes when you're at that dark of the night, blackness of the soul moment you're like what more can I do to these poor characters you have to inject just a little bit of lightness so that yeah yeah to get yourself through writing (laughs) exactly exactly you know we all have that time in our lives where you're so focused on what's in front of you that you're kind of missing the big picture right you can't see the forest for the trees you know and and you need that that person to kind of snap you out of it either to say you can handle this you can do this i'm here to help you or to say listen bozo you know you're completely missing the point and you're about to miss out on this great thing over here or you're going to you know lose out on this solution so He's kind of there to do that. Um, and we all need a best friend in our corner, right? Like every, everybody needs a best friend. And I think all my characters deserve a best friend. So they get one. I'm not okay. guaranteeing the safety of any best friends, <laughs> but they're going to get one. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, spo- I'll, I'll spoil that. Jackson's fine. Jackson's fine. Okay. And we, <laughs> we should let people know that you and I have a share an editor. We're book sisters. <laughs> And, 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 um, and my editor really just, I, I almost, um, pushed her too far with the amount of death and destruction in some of these books. So I always have to listen to her advice, um, to, uh, to inject some, some levity. And she told me once she's like, always end with a kiss. And so I always put that in my notes, in my outline, end with a kiss, because that way, you know, we have to have some kind of happy goal and the kiss the kiss isn't necessarily a literal kiss but sometimes it is (laughs) but um it's it's some you know happy ending I'm a firm believer in happy endings I I know some people like to write tragic books and I get that but I like to give people a happy ending yeah I'm definitely a happily ever after person but that's funny (laughs) because she has to tell me to kill people so I'm coming from the opposite direction she's like this is too Pollyanna you're gonna have to kill someone 
it's not realistic enough. So, oh my gosh, that's too I have funny. a hard time killing people. <laughs> I do. Well, I was about to say I do too, but not really. I mean, in the, <laughs> I I do I do dial it back, and that is something that you know, like a lot of people talk about. What was it? Divergent. She kills off her main character. And to me, that's like, that's the sin, right? <laughs> right? Like you don't get somebody invested in this character, especially as many people as she had invested in that character. And then you kill them off. That's just heartbreaking. Um, I can't break people's hearts to that extent, but I have, I have broken some hearts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I will read your upcoming novels very carefully with tissues beside me at all points. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's, it's a laughter or smiling through the tears, right? So like, uh, like they say in Steel Magnolias, that's their, that's uh, one of the characters says that's her favorite emotion, laughter through tears. So, you know, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. You're crying, but in the end, it can be happy. Yes. I remember that scene in that movie very poignantly. I only watched it once and can never watch it again, but I remember it. <laughs> That's like my, that's one of my go-to comfort watches. Oh, my sister's <laughs> diabetic, so I can't do it. Oh like, no. Yeah. That it. would be too much. No. Yeah. That it's would be hard. Too close hitting the home. Like, yeah. Yeah. I recently read another series that is a popular series, the vampire diaries, and I never read the books. Have you read the books? I have never read the books, watched the television show somewhat but um, okay. haven't read the books. Yeah. Talk about killing characters that were unexpected. It kind oh, of no. from the TV series. And I was like, no, you can't do this to me. So well, the I TV series, everybody died at some point and came back. I don't know. Well, several times. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> There's resurrections. We can do that. Right. But it is something, you know, that, that, um, that I struggle with. And I, and that was actually one thing, and I will spoil this um, for dark and bright. I had originally outlined that I would kill off the main character from the first book. Um, and, you know, as I, you know, as the last year and a half has progressed and I thought about it and I was like, you know, that poor woman has been through so much. I mean, trigger warning level stuff. I don't think I can kill her off. I just don't have it in me. So um, she will live. Oh, thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate that because I may not have been able to read that book if yeah, that it, happened. Um, I just, you know, the other main characters, you know, had, had kind of become the focus. And I thought, well, you know, maybe she was served her purpose as like a tool, but I thought, you know, it's a horrible way to treat that character. And, you know, I, I'm rooting for her to have, you know, a life of some type um so yeah no killing her off she's safe my, my editor Thanks. will be happy I appreciate that and I will be happy that makes me happy because she's such the sweetest character in the beginning it's such a cute little romance that she has and I think I think she needs something so you need to give me a happily ever after on that one and and Frankenstein didn't get Frankenstein's monster did not get his happy ending. So Caroline Franks will get hers. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, and I don't like, for some reason, I don't even think I've read Frankenstein. It seems like I did, but now it's so foggy in my memory that maybe I didn't. I don't know. Anyway. It's something 
people read maybe in high school or college and then they just kind of set it aside. And I think one of the downsides of, of reading in, in those environments is you, you read just to kind of get the book report done or to write the paper. You're not reading just for fun. You know, you're reading it and out, you know, underlining key passages and looking at themes as opposed to just reading it for pleasure. So I found a lot of books that I kind of read in school and then went back as an adult and actually read them for enjoyment was a very different experience. So, and I love reading. So, so you would think, you would think that in high school, that would have been like a dream, you know, read Frankenstein. Uh Yeah. When you're marking it up, not so much, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like I've read Brave New World probably about five times. And the first, you know, a couple of times were for school and it just wasn't as pleasurable as just reading it. Um, for myself. I also can never donate that book because I have scribbled so much in it. (laughs) So So that leads into my next question. What are your favorite authors when you're reading? Oh man, everybody says everyone all the time, but I kind of have these um, uh, go-to authors, right? Um, for my, for my genres, especially for young adult, I love Jennifer L. Armentrout, obviously Cassandra Clare, love those. The world building is just amazing. Um, for the adult side of things, um, so I would look at Nalini Singh, who I cannot say enough good things about. Um, she has a little something for everybody, uh, suspense. She's got some just straight up contemporary sports romance. She's even, and then she's got obviously a lot of um, science fiction, that sort of thing. Um, really cool stuff, her Guild Hunter series. Um, But right now I am reading, and apologies to the authors, Um, it's, I can't remember, Jay Kristoff is one of the authors, I think, and I can't remember his writing partner, I feel so bad, I can't remember her name, but the series is, the first book in the series is Aurora Rising. If you like science fiction, I cannot recommend that book enough. I saw that book like a movie in my head, it was wow. amazing. It was amazing storytelling. And it's, and they did some stuff that I like to do, which is the, each scene leads up to the next, but you're, and so it's almost continuous, but at some point you switch over to the other person, another person's point of view. And so the dialogue doesn't really break and it's just moving along. And, you know, here you're at this character's perspective and then switch over to this one. And it's just amazing. It, I, I read that and you know, immediately said, I need to get the rest of the books. So that sounds really cool. I'm going to, I'm going to mark my notes down for that one. Yes, that one. And that one's appropriate for a lot of ages. I would say at least 15 or 16 and up. Um, and, you know, no kind of like triggers or anything like that. Just really good fast paced writing. So, yeah. Fine. That does sound fun. I'm going to mark those down on my TBR list. Paula, is there anything else? Um, Oh, my last question. What do you want your readers to get out of reading your books? What do you want them to experience, feel, think when they're done? You know, I always use the tagline that, you know, on my website and other things, I always say, you know, that, that um, it's, I try to create a place where gargoyles take flight, aliens visit earth and magic is real. Um, I, I wrote what's called, um, my, my author manifesto. And one of those things is that, you know, everybody needs a little magic 
in their lives, right? And I, so I think it's a, your, the title of your podcast is so appropriate, you know, because we all are looking for that, right? We're looking at whatever that thing is. And I want them, pe- I want people to walk away entertained, number one, right? We want the books to entertain. Um, I'm not looking to educate. <laughs> I'm looking to entertain you. Um, and, I, and I want people to feel like they've been taken somewhere else and they have a break because that's what I look for when I read. I'm looking for a break. If it's, if it's fiction, obviously, if it's nonfiction, different story. But, um, you know, I want to be transported to another place where when I lay my head on the pillow that night, I'm thinking about those characters and going, gosh, I can't wait to hear what the next thing is. Um, so, yeah, I want to transport people to a magical place. You might be my quintessential podcast <laughs> guest. Our, our themes fit so well together. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we're, these are things I think, you know, we all have those little fantasies, right, in our mind of like how the world would be. And, and those are always things that I think about, you know, when I go on the on a walk at night, you know, you think, wow, this would be a great place for like, you know, a bunch of shifters to live, right? (laughs) You know, like this wooded area over here, you know, is there something on that rooftop over there watching me? Is that a giant gargoyle? You know, well, what if an alien came out right now and like transported me into a space, you know? So there's crazy little things that, that I think about, and I assume others do too. Um, But, you know, for those people who have a very imaginative and a deep interior life, that's what we want, right? We want to be transported. So because magic is real. It is. Science is and magic. All you have to do is find it. In my, in my opinion, science, that's why science fiction, I love science fiction because all science has a little bit of magic in it and vice versa. You know, um, to me, it's, it's uh, miraculous and magical, all of it. Yes, you are my poster child, <laughs> Ms. Paulette P.M. Hernandez. So tell me and tell the listeners where we can find you. So all of my links are on my website, which is just pmhernandez.com. And you can find all of my social media links, buy links. I have a newsletter, blog, you know, I can talk anybody's ear off, but, (laughs) (laughs) but all the, all the appropriate links are there and I love to hear from people. So yeah, drop me a line. Well, all your links will be in your description so people can find you and find your books. And thank you so much for being here. And Thanks for I, having me. Yeah, I know you're going to go find some more magic right after this. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> thank you. And Thanks. for all our guests, this is the Finding the Magic podcast. And I hope you guys will find a little magic in Paulette's books. And you can find her at pmhernandez.com. Bye. Bye. It was amazing to talk to PM Hernandez today. I loved hearing about all of her genres she writes in, fantasy, paranormal, a little bit of sci-fi and dystopian, super fun. Remember to find all of her links in the podcast description, or you can find her on Amazon, PM Hernandez, and you can find me on this podcast, Finding the Magic, or at trishacopeland.com. Until next time, make sure to find the magic.